Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me, and you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. This podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support to those suffering from addiction. And so this episode is brought to you by FHE Health, a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for the first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. So take the first steps to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. So folks, today I, I want to talk about fear. Um, this was a subject that was brought up at a meeting that I was at uh, earlier today. And, you know, it, it's really caused me to really think about fear, which is something that we oftentimes think about as being a bad thing. And fear is a bad thing, but there's a, it's a dual-edged sword. Dual-edged sword, rather. There's two sides to this. Now, fear is often what brings us into the program. And the reason why we come to the program in fear, and oftentimes the only reason why people get to the point to where they come into recovery to begin with, is because of fear. Fear of losing their home, their jobs, their family, their children, their dignity, their freedom. That's what drives people to want to get well. And it's unfortunate that the nature of the disease of addiction is such that it is affecting your mind and it's affecting your body. And in your mind, it's telling you that you don't actually have it, that things just aren't as bad as they seem when really they are. You know, oftentimes the person that uh, gets to the point where they need to come to recovery, they are the last person that realizes that they need to come to recovery. And that's unfortunate because Bill Wilson and the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions um, talks about this. He talks about how recovery doesn't need to be something where you absolutely go to the bottom towards destruction. It's almost like an elevator, you know, with all the different floors in an elevator. You can get off before you go to the basement. You don't have to go all the way down to the basement. You can get off at some point and then go back up in the elevator. You don't have to wait until the end. But oftentimes, we don't see what others see, what's readily apparent to every single person that's around us. We don't see that for some reason. And it's that fear of losing everything and everything that you hold dear that ultimately drives us to wanting to get well. And wanting to get well, the way that it's described oftentimes in the big book, almost like the way that the dying person is. If you were in the middle of the ocean and somebody came up and threw you a life preserver, the way that you would grab onto that life preserver is the way that we need to uh, grab on to recovery. Like it's the only thing that you have and hold on to it with dear life. And it's only when we're on the verge of losing everything that we often get to that point. And it's a shame. And now that I'm working in the addiction field and I'm around new people, and I'm around people that are suffering, it, the, if there's one aspect of what I do today that is just frustrating to me is just trying to have that conversation with people and trying to get them to see the simple truth that your life can get better, you can get well if you just follow certain suggestions 
and follow them and do them. And just allow other people to guide you to wellness in the beginning. But listen and don't question and stop the debating. And uh, it's just so hard to see people struggle in the beginning. And oftentimes people in the beginning are in what I call the great debating society. And that is that they just debate everything that you, you tell them, everything that you suggest to them. And whenever you say, okay, this is what I did to get well, these are the principles that I followed, then you have people turn around and say, yeah, but I'm going to do it my way. I have a better way of doing things, even though their way clearly didn't work. And then they'll continue down that path until they get to near destruction again. And then that's when they are just driven to that abyss that is so avoidable in the first place. And it's pain. And it's fear that drives us to that place. Now, on the flip side of that, fear can also be a motivator. And fear can be something that we use to maintain recovery. And anybody that has any length of sobriety knows what I'm talking about. What we mean by that is that fear of going back out and fear of experiencing that pain that we had before is what is used to motivate you to stay in recovery if you've attained some period of sobriety. Oftentimes you hear in recovery circles the phrase, uh, play the tape forward, meaning if you think that having a drink or a drug is something that might sound like a good idea, then just play the movie, play play the end of the movie first and see how that movie ends. And then ask yourself again whether that's a good idea or not. And you're more than likely going to decide for yourself, yeah, that's probably not a good idea <laughs> that, uh, you know, I don't want to go back to that place. And, and you hear people say in recovery meetings all the time, I have, uh, you know, plenty of drunks left in me, but I just don't have another recovery in me. Re- early recovery is hard. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to make the decision to want to get well. It makes, uh, it's very difficult to make the decision to go to treatment. Treatment is difficult. And then that first year of recovery, well, your body, your brain, and your, your, your mind is just being reshaped uh, physiologically. Your body is changing, um, you know, getting those vitamins and minerals and, and just getting that balance and getting the destruction that you've, you've experienced over uh, all the years of drinking and drugging, all of that getting to heal. That's a very difficult process. It's a hard process. It's a painful process. And nobody wants to go through that again. And the fear of having to go back and start that over again is something that can be used to motivate you to not relapse. So fear can be a good thing, but we often associate it with being a bad thing. Now, when you get into long-term recovery, the nice thing about being in long-term recovery is that you begin to fear the external world less. You begin to not fear economic instability, world events, life events, all of the, you know, getting a job, losing a job. Those types of things tend to not bother you as much anymore because you know this, that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to land on your feet. No matter what happens, you may get fired from a job. You might have difficulties in your life because the, the you know, life problems don't go away just because you got sober. But the one thing is for sure, you're not going to get fired because of your use of drugs or alcohol. 
And if it's not because of you, uh, drugs or alcohol, you can likely recover from that and find another job. Or you'll find a new friend. You'll find a new uh, hobby. You'll, you'll, you'll just go on with your life and not fear the future the way that we do now while we're using. So uh, another, th- another way to help uh, alleviate fear and not obsess over fear is living within the moment. And you'll often hear in recovery circles that people live 24 hours in a day, that you don't think about the past, you don't dwell on the future, you just live in the present moment and in the day, because really that's all we have. Um, Very common for people to come into recovery and obsess over wanting to right wrongs or change the past or to do things differently. But the fact is that There is absolutely nothing you can do about the past. There's nothing that you can do about anything that happened uh, in the past. There's no magic wand to go back and change uh, anything that happened. So there's really no point in worrying about it because you can't do anything about it anyway. Now, when it comes to the future, there's no point in worrying about that because the fact is we don't know if we're going to be around, number one. If you think about it, all of us knows that at some point we aren't going to be on planet Earth, that we're not going to live forever. We're not going to live forever. And there's nothing that you can do about that. It's just a part of life. Now, um, if, if you think about it, I don't know if I'm going to be alive at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. I don't know if I'm going to be alive at 8 o'clock tonight. We don't know. There's nothing that we can do about it. So why worry about it? I mean, after all, we've just gone through this pandemic in fact, we're still in this pandemic with, with COVID. Who would have thought a year, year and a half ago, that we were going to be at this point right now? You couldn't have predicted it. I couldn't have predicted it. So we don't know from day to day whether we're going to exist or not. So why worry about it? So what does that leave you with? It leaves you with today. And just focus on today. And and if you're focused on today and getting the most out of each and every day, then you're not going to have fear about the future, resentments about the past, and you're just going to focus on becoming better every single day and working on your sobriety. And that also helps this idea uh, of, you know, if you think, well, I can't not drink or drug for the rest of my life. Well, that's great because you don't have to. All you have to do is concentrate on not drinking or drugging today. Work on it today. And even if it's a matter of thinking hour to hour that I won't drink or drug before noon today or 3 o'clock today or 6 o'clock this evening, just getting to bed without using, just think about that and those, those small chunks of time that you can work on. And that's much easier to digest than thinking about the future and not drinking or drugging uh, for the rest of your life. And that takes that fear away, the fear of not being able to do it. Almost all of us can do something for one day or an hour a day or a few hours a day. So that concept of not drinking or drugging for uh, years down the road, it just seems oh so insurmountable. But don't worry about that. Just focus on one day at a time. So guys, just a few thoughts on, on fear. Just wanted to lay that down. This is a real quick podcast. But it was just something that came to my mind today, and I think that this is something that's going to be helpful for all of you out there when you you think about the fear 
uh, and how that's going to affect your recovery. So with that, folks, uh, this is brought to you. This episode has been sponsored by FHE, and according to SAMHSA, first responders are 30% more likely to develop behavioral health conditions like PTSD. FHE Health specializes in getting first responders better and cleared for duty. So find out more at FHEHealth.com, FHEHealth.com. And so as I always like to say, I don't represent any group. I do talk about groups, but I don't represent them. I don't represent anyone other than myself. And my only purpose in giving this information is to share with you what I've done because it's helped me and it may help you as well. So if I've said anything that doesn't apply to you or you don't agree with, just discard it. But try to take any information that you can use for yourself and help others as well, because that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way, and we help impart the knowledge we've gained to others as well. So with that, please visit my Facebook page, which is Recovery is Possible, and our website, which is VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. Let me know how I'm doing, and let me know if there's any topic that you'd like to hear about, and we will see you guys soon. Take care.